Oh boy, I've got an important one for you today. We need to talk about the weakless mind, what you should mean when you say you're winning at life, and how a focus on discomfort can bring all of it together. Let's do this. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak, and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we are weakless. Hey everybody, welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode number three. And before we get going today, I would like you to mark your calendars for March 21st. On March 21, we will begin Weakless Week. It's going to be a full week of digging deep into this concept of how to become weakless and how to make all of that translate into better self-care and a better relationship with yourself. We will be doing that in a brand new private Facebook group, and I will have a bunch more information for you and a link for you to be able to register for that in two weeks from the posting of this podcast. So uh, actually probably a little bit before that, but within the next two weeks, you will have a link. So if you're already on my email list, you will get that link. If not, I will have it in the uh, show notes, two podcasts from now, two episodes from now. So mark that down on your calendar. It's going to be freaking awesome and it's entirely free. So I hope to see you there. All right, now let's get after it because I've got a really important episode for you. Today, we need to dig into some of the stuff that is going to be foundational to everything that we talk about from here forward, just some concepts that you really need to understand. And that begins with an analogy for winning at life that I've been using for the last couple of years. And I think if you stood on a street corner and you asked the average person what it would mean to be winning at life, they would probably say things like, well, I would have a good career and a great family and maybe they would name like character traits and I'm kind and compassionate and I give to charities and things like that. And all of that's great. It all makes sense. But I want you to think about winning at life in time, specifically 10 second increments. And the original analogy went something like this. After each year of your life, you would go stand before the pearly gates and St. Peter would have a chart and there would be a, one column that said winning at life, another column that said losing at life. And for every 10 seconds of your life, there would be a check mark in one of those two columns. What would it mean to be losing at life? Well, you certainly couldn't say you were winning at life when you were stressing out about your to-do list or saying mean things to yourself about your body or being a perfectionist or ruminating about that embarrassing thing that happened last week. So what we're talking about here is thoughts. We are talking about thoughts. How do you spend your time? And I don't mean physically. What are you doing? When you're driving in your car, you're not getting check marks for driving in your car. You're getting check marks for what's going on in your head while you drive in your car. Are you thinking about how you need to hurry up and get home and write that email, which might be fine, except this is the fifth time that you've said that to yourself in the last 20 minutes? Are you stressing out about that thing that somebody said yesterday and then you responded and you're not 100% sure if they heard you right and, and, and did they misinterpret you and do they not like you now and... Are you problem solving? Like, I just need to go get a hold of that person and fix this problem. Or are you being insecure and worrying and assuming a bunch of stuff that's going on in other people's minds? All of these kinds of things count. 
you get that big project at work and you're telling yourself you're not going to do a good enough job or maybe throwing in some social comparison and saying so-and-so would do better, losing. Check, 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 check. Losing at life. So how do you spend your time? How do you spend the majority of your time? Because winning at life check marks would be either totally innocuous thoughts, like daydreaming, problem solving, whatever, using your brain for things that brains are used for, or negative emotions that are 100% completely valid. I am sad because I've experienced some sort of loss, or I'm angry because somebody has hurt me and acted out of line. I am having emotions that are valid or should spur me into action. I'm not having emotions because of things that I made up. Like I walked by a reflection in a building and saw my body and now I'm telling myself terrible things, even though right before I saw the reflection, my life was totally fine. Winning at life is huge when we look at it in this context, but it puts a lot more responsibility on you. And that's where the responsibility needs to be because we all have control over one thing 100% of the time. One thing, and that is our thoughts. We don't have control over anything else 100%. And most of the time, we don't hardly have control at all. We just think we do. And if you have a hard time wrapping your head around that, just look at what happened with the COVID pandemic. Everybody was cruising along thinking they were the ones controlling the way their lives were laid out. Oh yes, I get up in the morning and go to this place and do this job and make this amount of money. And my kids get up and they go to this place and they learn these things and bam, the pandemic hit, everything changed, and people learned in a hurry that they weren't really in control. Well, on a separate subject, those who can just roll with the punches and never believed they had control, they were just always living day to day, those people came out shining while well, everybody else really suffered. But back to my point about winning at life, we can control our thoughts, and that needs to be our goal. That is absolutely what it means to be weakless. It is absolutely what it means to have more meta thoughts, to think about thoughts more and learn how to control those things. So you can realize things like stress doesn't happen to you. Stressors do. You can realize things like rumination has never solved a single problem for you. You can realize things like perfectionism is not a benefit it's not the desire to do things perfectly. It's the abuse that you level on yourself when you don't do things perfectly. All of these are subjects we'll go into in a lot more depth later on in this podcast, but you can't do any of this work and do the work. That's a phrase you will hear me say a lot. I use it all the time in my career. You can't do the work if you don't have mindfulness. And for my money, the best way to create mindfulness is through meditation and um, just for a very quick, I didn't intend to make this whole podcast about meditation, but just for a very quick instruction, the way I teach meditation, diligent mind meditation, I do not teach it like, let's clear our minds, let's find a happy place, or let's even relieve stress. Those kinds of meditations are fantastic. But what we're doing in the type of meditation that I prescribe is setting a timer, usually for 10 minutes. Sitting down with that timer running, eyes closed, sitting upright, alert, out on the edge of a chair, focusing on our breath, not trying to relax, but trying to control our thoughts. So every time you catch your mind wandering, which it absolutely will, and it absolutely must, it needs to wander. If it doesn't wander, then you're not catching it. You're not doing any 
repetitions, if you will. You don't get the opportunity to catch your mind wandering and then control your thoughts. So it will wander. And when it does, your first instinct, it's going to be, be to tell yourself what a loser you are and how bad you are at meditation and how everybody else must be better at meditation than you, even though you've never been anybody else and meditated. You need to nip all that in the bud and return to your breath. And your mind's going to wander again soon. And you're going to catch it. Oh my gosh, I'm not focused on my breath. And you catch it and you return to your breath. You're doing two things in that. You are seeing thoughts, tagging thoughts, saying, hey, that's a thought that isn't about breath. And then you are returning to your breath. In other words, you're saying, brain, this is what we're going to think. So not only do you see yourself thinking, but you tell your brain what to think. And you repeat that process over and over again. And when we do that every day, we develop the mindfulness necessary to be able to look at thoughts and control thoughts. And then from there, we can go out and focus primarily on discomfort. Discomfort is the herald of opportunity. That's another term you'll hear me use from time to time. When you find that you are uncomfortable, most of the time, that discomfort is not going to be physical discomfort. Like, 95% of the discomfort that you face in any day will not be physical. It will be psychological. You will go, wow, this isn't really comfortable. What's going on? Well, I'm just driving in my car and it's not like my back's uncomfortable or this is an uncomfortable seat. So what's really happening? Oh, I'm thinking a bunch of stupid crap. I'm sitting here going over and over a problem that I already figured out a long time ago how to solve. I just can't solve it right now. So I'm beating the crap out of myself and treating myself in ways that I would never treat anybody else. I would never get in a friend's ear and just say over and over again, aren't you freaking out about that thing? You're, oh my God, you're going to blow it. And, and you already blew it and it's terrible. And you would never treat anybody else like this. Or I'm being a perfectionist, or I'm living in fear, or I'm worrying. I'm sitting around with future projected rumination called worry, making stories up about what I think is going to happen, even though I don't have any facts. And I am losing at life. So the discomfort is what cues you in. I used to teach people to tag all of these various different types of thoughts, but it hasn't been that long since I've realized that discomfort is the heart of all of this. All you have to do is wake up every day and go out and try to be weakless. And part of that is going to be focusing on discomfort to look to see if there's an opportunity. If discomfort is the herald of opportunity, is there an opportunity when you find yourself uncomfortable? I'm uncomfortable right now. Do I have an opportunity to expand my comfort zone, to learn and grow, to get better? Do I have an opportunity to improve my life? And very often you will find those kinds of thoughts. And we're going to go deep into those types of thoughts individually in future episodes. And I'll tell you how to address each type. I can't go into that all today. This episode would be hours and hours long. But the gist is that you have to have mindfulness. And that's going to mean you need to be meditating. I mean, there's just no other way to develop it. Anybody who says otherwise is fooling themselves. And to be perfectly honest, I am so serious about this that if anybody ever came to me and said, I will not meditate. So what else do you got? I would say nothing. I don't have anything for you. You can, you can move on. I'm not your coach. You absolutely must be meditating if I were working with you on an individual level in, in any way. So I'm that serious about it, but you're going to get a meditation practice. You're going to develop mindfulness. Then you're going to go out into your life telling yourself that you are working on becoming more weakless and improving your life for all the right reasons. And part of that is going to be about constantly, vigilantly looking for discomfort to see what it brings you. 
Discomfort at that point becomes your ally. It becomes the herald of opportunity. And when you find it, you will be able to do the work. I'll give you one really common example that actually touches on other examples I've already given you. So let's say you come home after a hard day and your typical MO is to eat some junk food because you feel bad. Why do you feel bad? What's going on? Well, in that moment, you'd go, I'm uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. What's going on? And you have to have mindfulness or this is not going to work. You're just going to be at the fridge or at the pantry and then shoveling things in your mouth. And it will be well after the fact before you ever realize that there was a moment to check for the discomfort and actually see if there was an opportunity to do work. So without the mindfulness, you're going to go right through that pattern. You'll be on the other side of it and you'll be saying, oh man, I missed another chance to to dig into this. Why do I do this? Why do I keep eating junk food? I tell myself I want to take better care of myself and it'll be the same old story that it always was. But with the mindfulness, you will intervene and go, I'm uncomfortable. Why am I uncomfortable right now? Well, I just had a hard day at work. My job is just so stressful. Okay, but I'm at home right now. So what's really the problem? My job or my thoughts? Well, it's clearly my thoughts. I'm not at my job. So the problem is that I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here abusing myself with uncomfortable thoughts. Then you could say, okay, what are these thoughts about? Well, I'm just, my job is just so stressful. There's this super stressful thing that happens. And if you had the skill set at that point, which I will help you with, like I said, in future episodes, you would be able to go, okay, but is my job stress or is my job a stressor? Well, of course, my job's a stressor. Stress is something that's created inside me and only inside me. It can't exist outside my head unless it exists inside the head of another person. So my job is a stressor, but it just makes me feel, wait a minute, wait a minute. It makes me? So if I go to work and my job is stressful, meaning there are stressors there that I find difficult, I have to feel stress. Well, yeah, how could I not? Okay, well, then I would have to be saying that everybody would have to feel stress. Is there anybody at my job doing a similar job that doesn't seem stressed out? Or could I even imagine a person who went to my job who wouldn't be stressed out? Well, yeah, I mean, people would probably feel stress at different levels. Okay, stress is subjective then. All right, so is it mandatory? Is it possible to not feel it? Am I actually being forced to feel stress? Now, look, I can take you way down this rabbit hole in future podcasts and, and teach you exactly how this unfolds, but I hope you're getting the gist. What we just heard would be what it might sound like inside the head of somebody who was doing work. And what does doing work mean? It means I'm acknowledging thoughts and trying to remyelinate these pathways in my brain and have new thoughts and do different things with my brain besides this kind of self-abuse so that tomorrow I'm a little bit better. And the day after that, I'm a little bit better. Because when I don't do this work, I just run off and eat junk food, running away from my discomfort because I'm too weak rather than being weakless. I run away from my discomfort and I leave everything exactly the way it is. I say, Screw it. I want to feel just like this later if I can just escape it right now. All I want to do is run away and eat some brownies and sure, we'll just deal with this exact same thing again tomorrow because I'm not putting any work into fixing this problem at all. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to continue to tell myself that the problem is something about my job instead of something about my thoughts as usual and I'm going to stay right 
here, and this is going to continue to suck while I also not only abuse myself in my head, but I abuse my body. Hooray, everything's working out great. You see what I'm saying? You have no ability to do any of this work and actually improve anything and get off of that nonsense treadmill that you're on if you can't develop the mindfulness to be able to tag the discomfort, to be able to dig in and do the work. This is the process that will deliver you unto the promised land, my weakless apprentice. And that's what I want for you. I want you to go with me to the weakless promised land. I want you to learn what is and what isn't in your control, manage your thoughts, become weakless, become a champion, tackle hard things, sometimes because they're hard, literally having that be your primary reason, and take awesome care of yourself while your entire life improves. This, this is the magic. Doesn't this sound amazing? Isn't this what you want? I know it is. It's not going to be easy, but we don't want it to be easy because we're weakless. I am going to be bringing more awesomeness in every single episode of this podcast. I can promise you that. Like I said in the beginning, put March 21 on your calendar and look out for that link coming soon so you can register. And if you want to get a jump start in the meantime, you can jump into the Discomfort Zone Workshop. It'll cost you 17 bucks and you can get that at jasonseib.com, J-A-S-O-N-S-E-I-B.com or in the link in the show notes for this episode. I hope this one helped you. Please go put some real thought into this stuff. I laid out the path. This is where we are headed. And if this doesn't sound like where you want to go, well, you and I don't have a lot in common, but uh, the rest of this, the rest of these episodes are probably not going to do you a lot of justice. But I think that pretty much everybody that heard this is going to say, yes, that's what I want. Yes, that's so much better than trying to do another stupid diet and trying to figure out how to fix the world and all the problems in it so that my tiny little comfort zone will actually make me comfortable more often. We're going so much bigger and better than that, but uh, go kick this stuff around for today and I will talk to you soon. Take care.